When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. Over the last few weeks, we've been covering the news coming out of the Middle East. And while my attention has been there, stateside, there's been some money news that is nothing short of ridiculous. And to give us some comic relief around these headlines that are almost too bananas to believe, I'm talking to someone who knows a thing or two about ridiculousness. It's Stilo Brim. Stilo is an art collector, a comedian, a restaurant investor, a musician, and yes, of course, one of the hosts of MTV's Ridiculousness. You're going to hear from Stilo again on another Money Rehab episode all about the ROI of art investing. But for now, we're headed to the wild west of money news. Stilo Brim, welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Stilo, I want to play a little ridiculousness money rehab edition with you. I'm going to give you the most chaotic money stories in the headlines right now, and I want you to tell me what you think is the most ridiculous thing about it. Ready? Let's do it. StubHub just said that since Taylor Swift's appearance at the Chiefs game, there's been a 3x increase in ticket sales and ticket searches for all Chiefs home games for the rest of the season. And also Kelsey's merchandise spiked roughly 400%. I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, Travis is the homie. I'm proud of Travis for doing numbers. No, I love Taylor's fan base. It's incredible. I'm not necessarily a Swifty, but I can appreciate all Swifties. I can appreciate what they're doing out here for the economy. She is propping up the economy, like legit. I mean, look, it's only the battle of Taylor Swift and Beyonce. They're doing numbers out here. Thank you, ladies. For sure. Look, women, they run the world. So I have no problem with that. (laughs) So, yeah, but yeah, to see I date you and now you do numbers. I haven't seen this as a rapper. This is rapper status. Rappers date girls and they become figures. And you don't even know. They don't even have jobs. And you're like, you're apparently a person now because you date a rapper. Travis had a job, so I'll give him credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a really good job, well-paying job. And he's done really well at his job, but still rapper status. Travis, never forget it that Taylor is making you into like the Lil Wayne category. Like you date Lil Wayne and you become a thing. You date Taylor and you become a thing. Respect. It's humbling. It is humbling to think that you're a two-time, like, Super Bowl. I won the Super Bowl twice, and I'm possibly, if not arguably, the greatest tight end of all time. No woman cares. I want you to remember. (laughs) Nobody cares. Travis, are you a Swifty is the question. Yes. All right. 
Katy Perry is going to court. She inked a deal to buy a $15 million mansion in California from entrepreneur Carl Westcott. Westcott is now trying to reverse the deal, saying that when he signed the deal, he was on major painkillers after surgery and was in no condition to enter into a contract. Now he wants his house back. How much the house worth today? That's the question. Like, if whenever this deal was struck, 15, he must be looking at the numbers just go up or he must have watched his area go up. That house was worth like $27 million or something real. He's like, I was on painkillers. It's like, who signs deals on painkillers? First of all, I mean, he's just trying to get out of the deal. I, I don't know why he's trying to get out of the deal, but sell Katie her house. You know what I'm saying? Katie want that $15 million mansion, give it to her. I mean, isn't saying that you were on painkillers a really weak response? That's ridiculous. It is a weak response unless you're like just trying to let us know, like, hey, I do drugs. Unless you're just being <laughs> like, unless you're just being like, hey, I do painkillers, actually. And like, I'm not in any position to sign any deal, honestly. But <laughs> I, I'm one of I'm you. Always on meds <laughs> if we're gonna start. But yeah, that is a weak response. But it makes me feel like it, it's whenever I hear a weak response, I always think it's real. I'm like, oh, that was too weak to not be real. That was real. He must have really been coming out of surgery or something, and he felt as though, oh, as I look back, I don't remember that. I smoke marijuana. Sometimes I'll smoke and think to myself, I don't actually remember telling you that. But guess what? You're still responsible. Because you're a grown-ass man. All right. Black China deactivated her OnlyFans account after making $2 million on the platform over a two-year span. A million a year? I mean, I don't know about number one tear. Secondly. I'm fine with that. Black China's been trying to get her life together. She's now known as Angela. So let's put respect on her name. She's Angela. Is her last name White? Which is just the irony. The irony. <laughs> that's, that's the ridiculousness of that. <laughs> yeah, but I think her last name is like Angela White. If I know that, that's also problematic. I should not know Black China's government. Uh, but Black China deactivating her OnlyFans. I'm fine with that. I've been seeing her try to get her life together. At least from her perspective, I have no problem with sex working to each his own. Also, I support and want to protect sex workers. But if she wants to change her life and get off Ollie fans and she feels like she made a million a year and she's good to go now, I saw she's in a new relationship. Again, why do I know any of this? I actually know the individual who she's in relationship with. Also makes me feel weird. But I guess respect to her for trying to deactivate her OnlyFans she also got really, really, really skinny. So I don't know if she's throwing an ass on OnlyFans no more like she used to. So, you know, that could also be a reason she was like, I ain't throwing an ass no more. I'm going to get off OnlyFans. Y'all ain't really buying no more. It's embarrassing. So all of those things can be right at once. And also, I support Black China and her decision. She deflated her moneymaker. All right, go Angela. <laughs> Tinder has revealed a new feature, Tinder Select, an invite-only membership tier that costs $500 a month. Tinder Select users are allowed to DM people without matching first and can see and be seen by the app's most sought-after profiles. Oh, so you're just trying to get the demo straight money makers. That's cool. It was an app called Raya. I don't know if it's still out for a I while. I met my that boyfriend on Raya. Look at that. I was, on Raya. <laughs> I was on Raya for a few, too. There was an app called Raya. One of my friends actually used to help either run it or something, whatever. But, you know, that was more of that actual demographic. I see what Tinder's trying to do. 
They're probably leaving money on the table as well. They feel like, you know, people want to be more serious about who they're pursuing and not get murdered. And that's probably, you know, great. You know, I don't know if murderers are putting 500 down a month to murder you. If they are, that's a good investment if you're a murderer, I guess. But if you're not, then it probably squeezes out the more serious candidates for people that you want to deal with. And if you're a person that already makes money, let's say you're a woman that already makes money, you're tired of dealing with individuals who don't make money. And you're like, I'm end up taking care of these dudes and this is just not my speed. At least you can weave through that. And it's like, boom, I know you putting 500 down a month. Them bills got to be paid, playboy. How was your Raya experience? I mean, Raya, what is Raya? Honestly, what is it? Huh? It's just Hollywood. You used it for the right reasons. Respect to you. But Raya is just where like either hot people or rich people go to meet. And it was cool. But you didn't meet your fiance there. I did not meet my fiance all right. I had already met her in life before, and uh, she didn't acknowledge me or notice me apparently. And then um, I saw her again, and we mingled and we talked. And from there, I slid back in them DMs, and uh, I've met a lot of wonderful and random people all right for sure. Well, Mazel Tov on the engagement. <laughs> All right, back to the game. You can now buy gold bars at Costco. The retailer is selling one ounce gold bars online for 1900 bucks a pop, and they have been selling out within hours. Oh, what? Costco doing numbers, huh? What can you not get at Costco? You know, I went to Costco not too long ago. I was at Topanga Mall. If you guys are from Los Angeles and live in the area, I was at Topanga Mall. And I was valet in my car, and the valet individual was hot. It was like 110 or some shit. It was very hot outside. And I was like, bro, you're burning up. Like, I don't like that for you. And he was like, it's okay. I was like, it's not okay, honestly. They had fans for the actual area of the valet customers, but not for the valet dude. I'm like, weird, random, don't like it. So then I was like, I'm going to Costco, bro. I'm going to get you a fan. I'm going to get you a little AC fan that blows, like, air and water, whatever. We'll be right back. So I go over to Costco, and they're like, you can't buy nothing. You got a Costco member. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all, because I was like, you don't even, I'm doing a good deed, and now you stopping my good deed right here for the day, and I don't like that Costco. And it was like, well, we don't care. You got to be a Costco member. My girl you used to be a Costco member, apparently it expired. What I think Costco should do is at least sell, like, memberships for the day, at least. I don't like that Costco don't give you memberships for at least a day or something. Well, if I'm just trying to get in here and get a bag of chips, you leave leaving money on the table, Costco. I don't know, Stilo. You're not going to get a bag of chips at Costco. You're going to get like 400 bags of chips. That, that's true. You got to get a variety pack. <laughs> yeah. But still, if I have a craving for that, if I want that in that moment, and then Costco's like, no, you got to figure it out. You're like, that feels like, you know, terrorism. I don't know. Feels like you're making me get a membership, Costco. Yeah, you can't try it before you buy it. Yeah, I don't like that. Got you know what I'm they got samples all through there. Why you got samples all through there if I can't sell Costco? You know, Agreed. it was like false advertising. I don't know. A Jack in the Box employee shot at a drive through customer after a dispute over missing curly fries. The family of the customer is now suing Jack in the Box for $250,000 in damages. I hate when people sue for a number that you're like, that is not the number you should be going after. You were just shot at, 
at Jack in the Box. Go for the gusto. What are you talking about? Become Jack. Be Jack. <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, don't go for $250,000 when you're shot at. Go for $250 million when you're shot at. Are you crazy? <laughs> if I was shot at and I was not hit, I would feel blessed. I'd be like, oh, my God. That was crazy. I'm Jack now, and I'm not in the box no more <laughs> because I'm gonna sue you immediately. Like that's crazy. Two fifty is not enough. If I'm shot at, also, are the employees required to carry? What is going on at, at Jack in the Box? So much in the drafter that somebody was like, "Nah, motherfucker, I gotta bring my gun because it get hot in that drive-thru. Jack in the Box do better. Because y'all are causing problems in the drive-through and inside the actual facility as well, and then pay your employees better because they don't even know that two hundred fifty thousand is not enough to be asking for. I want to represent this person, and also make sure people have curly fries. <laughs> make sure people have, real because the curly fries are hitting. They are amazing, and I might be angry as well. I don't know what the conversation was like either before that person was like, I gotta pull my gun out for sure. This is like, I gotta, I gotta obviously grab my gun. This is getting out of control. Like, what was that conversation like? If it was just like, yo, I was missing curly fries. I came back around because I was missing curly fries. And then you got shot at. That's crazy. That's not customer service. It's not the customer service that we would like. But if you was like, yo, motherfucker, I kill you. And one time you get off and, and the person was like, you know what? You ain't got to wait for me to get off. I'm on right now. And they get the gun. Then you're like, okay, that makes sense. But, like, I would love to know what the conversation was like. Was that person just like, hey, you left my fries out. Can you bring the fries? And that person was like, I'm going to bring something better than fries. They grab the gun? Because that's crazy. All right. I feel like this is a Netflix show waiting to happen. It is. I'll produce those right. I'll produce yes. this. A trailer actually just dropped for Netflix's reality version of Squid Game. Netflix has assured the world that this reality version isn't a matter of life or death. Thank you, Netflix. But there's still a lot on the line. The trailer shows 456 people risking it all for $4.56 million, the largest cash prize in reality television history. Hate it. Hate it all. Netflix, like, come up with better ideas. Why can't big studios and stuff come up with their own ideas? Everything is either a reboot or everything is like, we're going to steal this. Because, like, Mr. Beast did this on YouTube in front of us. The exact same thing. I don't know if he gave out four point whatever million dollars. He gave out a million dollars. But still, he did this exact same thing. So why is Netflix trying to act like this is proprietary? You're like, oh, we're going to do this thing that you've all seen done in fiction and nonfiction. It's like, it's weird. Or what do you think about giving that money to the writers instead? The writer's strike is up now, so we can at least clap. They should give the writer something. The actual, I think, creator of Squid Game was speaking out. Don't quote me on this. It's definitely not um, verbatim. But I think he was saying he was paid all out around like $10,000, something that was insane based on obviously the popularity of the show and the numbers that Netflix was doing. I think that's been great for the writers and for them to figure out solutions to all of this as residuals and different things have changed seeing that television has changed i think it's comparative to napster so to speak when napster was out and people were like oh streaming music and no one's being paid and blah 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 blah, blah. and you're like well how are we going to navigate this and still music has a lot of work to do 
to actually navigate this as I think Spotify around a million streams is still only equivalent to $5,000, which is crazy. But yeah, they should definitely pay the writers. And I guess their plan now is to pay the writers. But yeah, for 4.5 million and just to have people do a little speed and you're like, ain't no writers. It's the free fall. It's the hunger game. And you're like, all right, I guess. We'll see how it is. I mean, if nothing else, Netflix, I, I don't like you for this, but we'll be watching. <laughs> Hold on to your wallets. Money Rehab will be right back. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now for some more money rehab. A woman is going viral after posting a TikTok of an encounter with a DoorDash delivery driver who yelled at her for not tipping more. In this clip, which has been viewed over 26 million times, a delivery driver tells her that she lives in a nice house for a $5 tip before swearing at her. I mean, I don't know. Is a tip not based on whatever you got? I don't know what you got. Well, that's the question. Do you tip based on the food amount? What you don't do is tip based on your house. That's not what you should be doing out here. I tipped you a million dollars because I have a nice <laughs> It's like, well, that's one way to not have a million dollars anymore. I try to tip 50% regardless. I mean, yeah, when it comes to delivery drivers, you do feel like this weird tug of war between like the actual corporations and how much they pay, they're charging so many taxes and fees. And you're like, oh, you're not covering your driver. You're not covering the person who's actually doing the work in this. That's not fair. But I try to make sure I tip. But again, I'm privileged and I'm very aware of that. To tip like that. But yeah, if, if, I don't think you go to somebody's house and be like, 
you got a Starbucks cup and you didn't tip me more. Like, I only got a Starbucks cup. I got something small. I don't think I need to tip you a million dollars based on my venti. But I guess the question is whether or not you tip based on the amount, because like the delivery guy will hold the bag no matter whether or not there's like a Starbucks cup or a bunch of Nobu in there, right? Like the delivery dude is doing the same work. You do tip based on people knowing where you live. Tell me more. Well, in my head, I'm like, I gave you a tip also because I'm trusting you to do your job, get it done and get out of here. Not like, oh, if I don't tip, then becomes the conversation. People are more mad. People are judging you and saying you live in this nice house and you didn't tip me. Actually, I know your address. I'll be back. You're like, all of this because you didn't tip $5 or $6 or everything. You're protecting yourself as well within your tip in my head. You're like, oh, I am buying you off my property as well. My, <laughs> I am purchasing my meal and then I'm also purchasing you to get the fuck off my property. So it's security. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I live in a $20 million mansion and like I didn't tip it all, then expect someone to be a little mad at that. You're probably cheating others in, in finances as well. So this isn't new to you. You're not mad at it. If you're that person, you're not mad at it. You're like, I did what I do for a living, actually. I wake up each day and make sure the non-1% is suffering more. So you're used to it, and you probably like are used to getting loogies in your food. But like at the end of the day, you're not going to know regardless. If that loogie is cooked in there, if that loogie <laughs> is cooked in your burger, like you're not ever at any point going to bite it and be like, this one's different. Like you're going to eat your burger. How many loogies do you think you've taken in over the years is the real question because we've all taken in loogies. It's just about how many and if you're a good person. Some may not be about you, you know? Some loogies may have been there regardless. You may have been like, that person's having a really bad day, and I just so happen to inherit a loogie. That's not good. Then there are other loogies that you earned. You're like, oh, I actually work for that loogie. If I'm being real with you, if I ever get into it with an individual that works at somewhere and they're cooking, I'd quit. I'd walk out. I decide if I got into it with you, it's over because I don't trust you enough to not put a loogie in my meal. And I don't trust myself enough to eat this and not think about loogies all the time. So it's just a lose-lose. So I'm going to get out of here. All right. Last one. Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain implant company, announced that it's recruiting participants for the first inhuman clinical trial. Would you let Elon Musk inside your brain? What's interesting about this is that I think they tested either monkeys or rats before this, obviously, in the trials, and they're all dead. They have not necessarily had successful tests. They're just saying we've done enough that we're ready to test the human, which is scary because, I mean, I'm not a musketeer, so to speak. You know, I can appreciate what Elon does in the world, but I'm also a Gemini. So I'm very aware of ourselves and Elon's and the Kanye's and the Donald Trump's. They're all the exact same person that you ask me. One of them is black, so he doesn't have as much accents. But the others are the exact same people, if you ask me. And I don't always agree with their perspectives. I understand it because I'm a Gemini, but I also I understand and I'm aware that we are crazy. We're insane and we are not to be trusted. <laughs> and as long as you can be aware, you do a half battle. 
But Elon and being a musketeer, I don't like this because I think it scares me as far as a power move and stuff. It's like, why if none of the trials have worked on animals, are we now testing human beings? And I'm not uh, against animals by any means, but you know, when I think about souls and individuals, I'm like, if all the animals have died, then it feels inevitable for something bad to happen as well with the human beings. So I would absolutely not allow Elon to test me out. And I'm a, I'm a little, you know, I used to be a Christian. I'm still a Christian. So I'm back in the day, you know, I'm a Christian. So I, you know, part of me feels like this feels like the market of beasts. And I'm just like, oh, this feels crazy. But no, to answer your question, long story long, but then we'll make it short. I would not allow Elon to test me out. All right, Stilo, I end all episodes by asking our guests for one tip listeners can take straight to the bank. Do you have a money tip to share? Like it could be anything from tips on budgeting to tips on tipping to buying a big old rock for your fiance. Oh, <laughs> it sounds horrible. It's not even an actual money tip. But yeah, I, I try to always look at the end goal of anything and look at if this can appreciate. And then if it can't appreciate, I ask myself, do I love it? Do I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it? Do I need it, need it? And if those answers are no, I don't invest or I don't buy. But if it is, then yeah, I'll stomach that. So that's why you got your fiance a big old rock. I got my fiance a big old rock because she deserves it. She's the best ever and she's my love of my life. And it's not that big. Maybe it looks bigger on the internet. I don't know. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.